0: Welcome to the Business Networking Show, brought to you by your partnerships. Here is your host, Lee Randall Pybus. Well, I am so pleased today to welcome this wonderful lady, and we've just had a little conversation before we came on air. She is looking to move to the UK because she doesn't like snow. <laughs> and she is BJ Stevens, our first internationally based guest. On the podcast, I'm pleased oh. to say, and there's no better person to have as the first one.
1: Oh, wonderful! That's, a, that's quite an honor.
0: <laughs> well, you are a very special lady. Whereabouts are you based in the USA?
1: I am in Iowa, I'm in the southeast corner of Iowa.
0: Okay, and it's not too bad there today. You said the weather's nice and sunny,
1: it's sunny, chilly, it's only like upper 30s okay. right now. So it's not, it's not
0: so bad. And we've just gone past 2 p.m. in the afternoon here as we record this. What time is it there?
1: 8.13. A.M. A.M. <laughs> yeah. A.M. You,
0: you're always looking bright and breezy. and do so you. Well, you are. And the reason I wanted to bring you on here is because, uh, like I said, you're a very special lady. First of all, you are the U.S. ambassador for your partnerships, but you come with years of experience in business. Am I right?
1: Yes, I call myself a dinosaur. (laughs) I am. I have uh, over 50 years in sales and marketing. My mom started me out at age 14 selling Christmas cards door to door because she said that the bank of mom and dad was closed. And if we wanted spending money, then we had to go out and start earning it. (laughs) So... My brother and I divided the town up, we lived in a very small town in Missouri, so it wasn't difficult, but that, you know, we're talking about the mid-60s here, so it was, it, it was very, because it was a small rural community, it was, it was, you knew everybody, and if you didn't know them personally, you knew their granddaughter or cousin or niece or nephew or somebody in the family, and when you're 14 and you're going out, knocking on doors, selling, they were beautiful cards, by the way, they were stunning cards, but you you knock on the door and say, I'm trying to help raise money for my Christmas. Would you be interested? And, and because the neighborhood, you, you could work until after dark, you could work anywhere. You didn't have to worry about anything or anybody. Um, I remember we had a six-week window to sell. It was from um, right right at the end of August until the, everything. Our orders had to be postmarked um, Halloween evening, so October thirty-first by midnight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so in that in that six-week period or eight-week period in there, I remember what my first commission check was. And my mom and my father almost dropped their dentures. I mean, it was it was dropping. I made six hundred and eighty dollars in commission back in the days when minimum wage was one dollar an hour, and you could buy a brand new Chevy Impala for three thousand dollars. I made six hundred and eighty dollars at fourteen years old. Um, I, I I was sold. And I have stayed in sales and marketing, part time mostly, but um, my whole career, my whole oh, career.
0: That's fantastic! What a start to your business journey. Yeah,
1: it, it was beautiful, but it also introduced me Lee, into people.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, I we I grew up in a very chaotic lifestyle. My father um, worked for a company that sent him all the places all the time. I, I specifically remember three times in my youth where I started school on a Monday in a new town. And the following Monday, I was in a new town in a new school. Really? Yes. And it was very nomadic, very chaotic, couldn't make friends. I was very introverted, very shy. And um, so when, when I started meeting people and talking, I love to talk. You know that. I love to talk. <laughs> so when, when I started finding out that people weren't to be afraid of and they're not scary at all, mm. so it just fell into place. And that's kind of where I planted my feet for the next 50 years.
0: Wow. So take us through that journey. So you started off with the the Christmas card, door-to-door sales. And it's interesting. I'm going to pick up on the point. Um, you will have seen uh, the, the sales system has changed over the years, since the 60s. But one thing I think you'll agree from what you said has stayed the same. It's all about relationships with customers.
1: It absolutely is. And somewhere over the years, we have forgotten that very basic 101 principle. Mm um and it saddens me i'll be honest it, it saddens me very much um yes it is it's all about people it's it, and that's that is primary in the in the sales and marketing world unfortunately greed comes into play the profit line bottom line of any business whether it's in direct sales or whether it's a storefront or or major manufacturer or a major global fortune 500 company profit is what drives the company Mm. and there is something to be said about that because if it wasn't for the people doing the work and the sales force and the publicity, the PR, the advertising, that business wouldn't stay in business but at the same time we've lost the principle that a sale cannot be made unless you develop a relationship first. Mm. And, and I have always taught and coached all my teams over the years, or um, I, I have a background in HR as well. So I've always taught that you cannot expect any more out of those people who are representing you unless you give them a good solid foundation first yeah. don't say we need you to have 50 sales by the end of the quarter or you're fired that's not motivation mm-hmm. at all so yeah it, it it's it is truly a relationship business and that's where it you know going back to your original question here um I, I, I've been in, mostly, most of that was in network marketing. So I have been with companies like Mary Kay and, and Avon and Tupperware and, and Herbalife and Cincy and, uh, oh my gosh, you name it. I mean, 16 companies is where, where I did. And I always left them because I got disillusioned they were trying to promote the team building aspect, where I was trying to relate to the customer and give them what they wanted most. Mm-hmm. And it did became become somewhat of a mantra for me. Um, and one of the best examples is in Avon. When I, I, I was doing well, I had built up a team at that time of about 60 people under me and I I was pumped. I was excited because I was on the verge, on that precipice of, of getting to the next level and earning an award. And my ego got in the way and I wanted that award really bad. <laughs> so I, I was knocking on doors. Again, back then, marketing was door-to-door, you know? Mm. So I... <laughs> I knocked on this door and this beautiful young lady said, Oh, I need an Avon representative. I'm getting married. Come on in. And she literally drugged me into the house, <laughs> sitting there talking to her. And again, not using the principles that I actually was taught. I was more focused on the greed side. I want that award. Mm-hmm. Um, I started showing her samples and, and giving her the brochures and, and asking what it is that she was looking for. And she said, I have a very large wedding coming up and I want gifts for all my bridesmaids. And I think there were like 15 of them. Wow. And, and she said, so what do you recommend? So I was, I was giving her ideas and giving her samples and trying out. Her mom comes in and she gets excited And she said at the end, she said, you know what? I think we need to give a day or two and let's go over this and let's make decisions and then we will get back with you. Wonderful. My number's on the back of the of the brochure, so give me a call when you're ready. I waited and I waited and I waited and I waited and I waited two weeks. And big lesson learned. Big lesson here, learned. So I dropped by the house. And I said, it's been a couple of weeks. And I just wondered if you'd had enough time to make a decision. And the daughter's face just went white. And she said, BJ, you didn't get back with us. We've already made a choice and went with another Avon representative. Wow. So lesson learned. You need to follow
0: up. Yeah.
1: don't leave it up to them to get a hold of you mm. because her last words were when we make a decision, we'll call you.
0: Yeah.
1: And I took her for her word. Yeah. So that was a big lesson and come to find out she spent $1,200. Oh, so my commission would have been huge.
0: Yeah.
1: And that, again you know i kicked myself in the in the between because i could have i could have scored and i didn't so it's very valuable lesson but it is about those relationships it i mean if i if i had done what i should have done and i had not got that silly ego and that greed i i could have been i could have been good but
0: Lesson yeah. it's a good lesson as well isn't it um yeah. learning like that and, and i think it, it's good for individuals to go through those lessons because you learn Absolutely.
1: quicker <laughs> yeah well and again it's the pride we we tend sometimes to think we're having success and this is good and i want to keep it on the on this roll and you think oh i'm gold nothing's going to happen to me look how look how good i am at my job you're not you're not ever as good as the next person. And, and you are human. You're mm. gonna screw up. It's inevitable.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So from, from all of that network marketing, I also worked uh, full-time jobs. Remember network marketing was always part-time. I have worked in retail. I've worked in manufacturing. I worked for an insurance company where I was a trainer recruiter in three States. I didn't sell insurance but I was the person who taught the psychology of the sale. And that was to the up and coming new agents in the field. And I'll stop there for, uh, I'll pause. Hang on. I'll come back to that. Okay. But from there, I've also been a police officer. Really? Yes. And I worked 25 years as a nurse. So I have a very well- rounded i uh, experience in mm. business and it's not just in one or two different areas I, I i will you will never hear me say that i know everything i mm-hmm. don't and and nobody should ever but i have i have just enough that i can keep conversations going mm-hmm. with people in just about any profession whether it be architecture accounting because I have a degree in accounting, but it doesn't matter what genre of business. I know just enough to ask questions to show my interest and to to encourage and bring out conversations from them. So going back to the insurance, this is where actually I have been blessed a million times and we all need those special blessings. well, when I was with this insurance company, my, my regional manager came to me and he said, I want you to come with us to Minneapolis uh, this weekend. And I said, I don't wanna go. And he said, that's not a request. Okay, so I packed up my bags and we head out to Minneapolis. And I said, what am I doing here? And he said, I want you to hear somebody. And I said, who? And he said, well, you, you just wait and see. We get into this major theater. It's probably two to 5,000 people large. And it's the stadium seating where the stage is down below and all the seats are up here. Yeah. And um, I, I, I'm just sitting there and I, I'll be honest, I was very upset. I kept thinking, why am I here? What, what is this? I, I, this is a waste of my time. The light's dim. On stage walks this very um, small statured of a man. He's not big at all. He's probably not even 5'10". And um, he, 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 he's just very demure in the beginning until he opens his mouth. Now, I will have to say the first thing I picked up on was um, there was no microphone. You have this huge auditorium and there's no microphone. And I'm thinking, how is he gonna be heard? The man's voice was so strong. It was such a, a deep, rich bass voice. And I, I remember thinking, how can that big voice come from that such a little man? Mm. And in five minutes, Lee, I'm, I'm leaning. My elbows are on the back of the chair in front of me, and I'm leaning like this. Yeah. I'm enraptured. I'm encased. I'm, I'm enthralled. That man was Zig Ziglar. And from that, my, my regional manager actually was a friend of his. And so I actually got to join in lunch and sit down and actually meet Zig Ziglar. And from that, it kind of formulated an idea of my future, I wanted, I wanted to do what he did, I wanted to be on stage, I wanted to start teaching, and taking what experience I had at the time, because I'd already been in the business probably 15 years by that time, and I thought, I can do this, I can motivate, I can teach, I can help, and, but I didn't know how to get started, Mm -hmm. so life goes on, and things get busy, and then um, I joined Herbalife, and in herbal life, another blessing dropped because I got to meet the godfather of personal development, and that was Jim Rohn. Okay. And I can tell you, those two men were highly, highly influential in my early days, early career. Um, Jim was like sitting in a living room on the sofa with your grandfather, and he's sharing all the all the world's secrets and in a very comfortable, very very soothing and calming and and nurturing manner. His voice was just so fluid. It just it just was so I miss him terribly. And then um, fast forward several years. I have joined Toastmasters and I have um, become an area director and I now have five clubs under me where I'm helping tutor and, and coach and guide and lead along and direct a little bit. And in that experience, I won't go into the backstory on that because that's kind of long, but because of that, I was invited personally, in fact, this, no, the week of Thanksgiving will have been six years ago. And it was like the Tuesday before Thanksgiving and I received a phone call. And as soon as that voice came on, I just started bawling, it was Les Brown. And Les Brown had personally called me and said, a friend of mine recommended you and I thought I should call you and get to know you better. Mm -hmm. In the course of conversation, I ended up being invited to a very select group of only 40 picked people um, to go to Orlando and spend three days learning from that master. Mm. And um, I gotta tell you, Lee that was probably one of the most life altering. It was, it was so full, it was, it was so personal because what we saw there was not the Les Brown that people see in, in, um, in presentations that he gives to his large groups. It wasn't what you see on YouTube. This was a very in-depth, really personal, close up um, contact with the real Les Brown. And it was it was earth shattering. I mean, the man is just as amazing a, as he is in public. Uh, but uh, well, it's an eighteen hour drive from where I live to Orlando, and I'll tell you how moved I was. I didn't talk all, all the way home. <laughs> my, is that my, true? My, it's <laughs> honest to God, true. My better half kept saying, "Are you all right? Are you sick?" You know, and <laughs> I said, "No. One, I'm, I'm just I'm just gobsmacked. I yeah. I, I don't have any words." From Les Brown, um, a couple of years later, I moved on and became a member of John Maxwell's uh, leadership team. And that was another awesome awesome experience. Um, I I learned a ton from him as well. So the four giants in the industry, the blessing for me is that I know all of them personally, and I just I I couldn't have been um, more blessed in my whole career. Mm.
0: And the, the speaking has taken you all over the place, hasn't it?
1: All over the place, actually just here in the States. um, But (laughs) because of your partnerships, uh, I made a connection in June or July. I remember on a South African global summit. And I actually was asked to be one of the guest speakers on that summit which now means I can add that to my resume. I'm a world speaker. Now.
0: <laughs> it's so, amazing uh, what you can do with a bit of technology, isn't it? <laughs>
1: it is. Well, and connections and yeah. connections. That's the, that's the beauty of it. People don't get that either.
0: Absolutely. And, and just going on to the, the your partnerships uh, thing. Uh, obviously you've known Brock for quite a few years.
1: Close to 10.
0: 10 years. How, yeah. where did you, how did you meet Brock?
1: Well, he and I and Shane Solomon were, um, were team members in a business, in a company, network marketing company, and Shane was actually the big one, then Brock, and then me. So
0: right.
1: um, yeah, so after we all went our separate ways, after that, we stayed friends. We just had that connection. You know, there's some people you just connect to like, like a magnet right away.
0: Absolutely, I 100% agree with you because I remember the first time I met Brock, and it was March 2019. That's when I met him first time, and that was the first time I met Shane as well. So I met them both the same time, and there were t- and you'll get you'll get what I mean when I say this. There were two people that it was the first time I met them, but I felt I'd known them years.
1: Well, and it's funny uh, because what started Brock and I's relationship, one was a conversation, but my grandmother's main name is Brock. So I just threw out, you know, are we like five cousins removed related or something? And that started the conversation, but he is from America and that's cool. You know, so that kind of also connected us a little bit, not in, in a little way, but, um, He's, he's such a lovely man and he's got one of the best smiles in the whole
0: business. Absolutely. And, um, in funny enough, that's how, that's what connected me and him because I remember, uh, the first time I met him, I I asked where he came from. When I got home, I said to my wife, I met this guy and he's from Orlando, Florida. And she said, don't you ever lose contact with him? Cause our favorite place is the U S we got married in Vegas. Um, uh, we love Santa Monica. We went there for a honeymoon and we, we just love Ooh. the place. So she said, if he's American, keep him
1: <laughs> Yeah, smart wife you did well
0: <laughs> I, yeah I certainly did <laughs> but yeah, um
1: yeah he's lovely and she's got the same personality yeah. I mean they're just these are people that will never meet strangers
0: mm. exactly you're, you're exactly right and um I mean I, I just said I loved what he did in Cornwall when it was Cornish partnerships mm-hmm. uh and then I said to him literally two weeks later can i take it to devon and he said straight away yes and that's how it came about and then it evolved from there and now this has happened now you you're on board he, he's on, he asked you to be the u.s ambassador tell us about that how did that come about you you're so good at helping people you're perfect for this
1: well again it's it's it, people you know who do you know the four best words in the business <laughs> um I am 67 years old and I retired at 62. After traveling and doing all of that, I had just got fed up with people. I just, I wanted peace and quiet. So after about four years, I am not Martha Stewart and I never made claims. I, you know, I enjoy my home and I enjoy my family, but you can only take so much. And I started missing people because I had been so busy and active Mm. and on the go and now sedentary life just wasn't setting for me so I made a whiny post on Facebook and I just said god I'm bored I didn't even hit that send button and Shane messaged me and said um are you really that bored I said yes he said be careful what you ask for (laughs) <laughs> and that's what got me into it I joined I, I visited a couple of calls um, I think there were the big calls on Mondays yeah and because of the time difference it was six o'clock in the morning for me so um, I and I'm usually up anyway so I joined a couple of calls and I do believe on the third call Brock said BJ I think I have something I want to offer. And he didn't even get the rest of it out. And I said, yes, I'm there. I'm in. in. I didn't even know what he was offering. I didn't, (laughs) but I trusted him. And that's another part uh, equation to this whole thing. You got to have trust. Mm. And because we not only knew each other and had worked together, but because we had remained friends for six years longer. um, That was, I, 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 impeccably, I, I knew like, this is what I wanted to do. So, yeah, yeah, it's all about people. It's all about people helping people. Absolutely. It's, helping, it's all about who do you know? And it's all about saying, listen, here I can help you. You know, I, I've got a friend over here. Let me see if I can help you connect. Hmm. That's easy. Yeah. I mean, this is not hard work. It, it's just the easiest stuff in the whole world to do. If you like people and you got to like, you got to like people and you got to like to talk.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the the growth of your partnerships in the USA. Uh, when we can get back to it, I will be jumping on the plane to come over and jointly host a breakfast meeting with you face to face.
1: Awesome. That we'll look forward to. We do have the two new ones. Now um, we have Nita who's on the East Coast. Okay and who is an immigration attorney by trade, by profession. I'm in, the, I'm in the Midwest. And then we have Megan, who is out by LA on the West Coast. And she's got some experience in marketing, networking as well. Um, but she's kind of new to all of this as well. So what my biggest problem is at the moment, and I'll be honest, is in those four years, I didn't have hardly any Um, social connection just an occasional post here and there I didn't put myself out there I didn't stay on top of all the new things that were happening and now I'm playing catch up Mm. technology just in the four years has just exploded and now I'm trying to relearn a lot of stuff that i didn't know before but it now is improved and enhanced so now i have to start again from ground one. so it's taking me a little while to uh, catch up
0: but well, when you're in business you can never get bored can you
1: <laughs> never and, and if you do that's your fault yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely Absolutely. So thank you so much BJ for your time and uh, how can people get in touch with you? I will put your LinkedIn profile on the show description because I know for a fact you're always open for a one-to-one meeting over zoom to to get to know people and help people connect with the USA businesses.
1: Correct. Uh, Yes. LinkedIn. That's probably the best. You also can find me uh, on Facebook in two places. Um, You can find me under your partnerships which is capital Y, capital P, capital USA, with a hyphen in between. Okay. And then um, you can find me on my personal page, BJ Stevens, and that's with an S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S. Or you can go to my um, other Facebook page, which is, is Goosebump Moments by BJ my former coaching and i still do a little bit of coaching and teaching um but that that was all about finding goosebump moments and that's what life is all about so goosebump moments by bj on facebook
0: thank you very much thank you for your time bj it's been a pleasure and i look forward to seeing you again
1: oh many more times you may get sick and tired of seeing me
0: thank you for listening to the business networking show brought to you by your partnerships check out all our upcoming networking events at yourpartnerships.co.uk.